Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland at 23rd and Vine. That's on East Carson Street. I call it Pittsburgh's Bourbon Street near the Birmingham Bridge. And we want to thank Bobby Bazelli and Louis Caputo, the partners in this great wine bar. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the so we're, Bob, we're inside the wine cellar, and yes. we're very excited about this week's show because this has so many Pittsburgh connections. Buffalo Rose is a folk band that's going to this huge music festival south by southwest they're representing us and it's really rare to have anyone from this area go out west so two members of the band are here margo jezzert and bryce rabido you got it you look like you were worried for me that i would say <laughs> I it wrong i'm never worried anymore it happens so much I thought you were going rabid dude it's, it's all good didn't. <laughs> all right so where do you want to start all these connections so check this out i want to hear the story yeah so jimmy and i are working with this writer named vince mm -hmm. restory who wrote a screenplay about a place in greenwich village in the 60s called the gaslight okay now performing at the gaslight this was Bob Dylan's first performance, you know, that's where he kind of grew into a folk hero and poet. And then Peter, Paul, and Mary, and Tom Paxton was one of those performers. Now, Buffalo Rose is directly connected to Tom Paxton. Yes, we are. Now, hmm. how the hell did that happen? Interesting. We're still right? asking ourselves that question in some ways. I mean, we're, we're feeling very lucky to uh, okay. be friends and, and writing partners with them at this point. Um, yeah, we, we, we ended up being on a, uh, a compilation album uh, put together by Liz Stuckey, who is uh, r very related in many ways to Peter, Paul, and Mary. And Vince, uh, Vince, yes, talk Vince talked about Paul yes. Stuckey, yes, and Stuckey. he, he met go. him out in California. Mm -hmm. yes. we'll, we'll, We'll fill in that side of the Certainly. story, but let's yeah. hear yeah. your Sorry. connection. Um, but I, Tom ended up hearing our cut on that record and really enjoyed our music. And he sent us a message, I think, early 2021, I think, at this Back point. In Back in the old days. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he reached out to us, and we sort of fostered a relationship from there. Uh, Shane and, and Lucy started writing music with him uh, virtually over the Internet. And uh, we, we ended up with this kind of body of work that we wanted to put out to the world in the form of an EP. Cool. Yeah, you just released a four-song EP, right? That's right, yep. And let's talk about the other members of the group, because you guys are all preparing to head to Austin, and I, you're going to jump in a Ford van named Jeffrey? Indeed we are. Beautiful, beautiful Jeffrey. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to drive down. Um, to Austin, it's going to be quite a trek, but we've done we've done long ones before, mm -hmm. so we're we're feeling ready. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a long drive, and then we're going to be down there for four days, four shows, and head on back. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the other members of the band. Yeah, uh, well, we got Shane McLaughlin and Lucy Clabby, who are the other two vocalists, and Shane also plays guitar. Um, and then Malcolm Inglis on Dobro, 
and Jason Rafferty on bass. Dobro. It's Dobro? like a slide guitar. Yeah. You like lay oh. it flat across your lap and play it okay. with mm-hmm. it. Play okay. it with okay. slide. Dobro is the brand. It's like Kleenex. It became uh, sort of a popular yeah. way to refer to huh. all uh, all slide guitars. But okay. Yeah, lap, cool. lap steel guitar. Thank you. Pretty much. So if you had to describe your music beyond folk for people who haven't heard you, how would you describe it? <sighs> We're such a little like genre bendy band it's really fun when people ask this question because there's just like so many different ways we can go with it but i would say like modern folk Mm -hmm. folk rock um what would you say yeah i mean we all have different influences that we kind of bring to the table so we've we've had endless van debates about what our genre really truly is but (laughs) um modern folk is kind of a catch-all um but but we draw a lot from motown music is shane in particular is big on on like old motown music so that kind of creeps into our sound and then we're huge fans of bands like the punch brothers and um and nickel creek and bands that like took folk instruments and then twisted twisted them into new directions so we uh we kind of take a take a hit from those the, bands. the, the beauty of this and this, you guys are in this not for the money i mean hopefully the money will come big you know with this kind of stuff nice. that you want it to grow uh, as a performer <laughs> i look and i go Larry and I are ruthless. If we were six people in a band, we'd be going, do we need this slide guitar guy? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, do we really yeah, need the slide guitar guy. We really, really, out. We we really, really much do. need it. All right, do we need the other guy with the hand <laughs> No, but like, like, you know, we'd make a lot more money. With this on it. What a trio, oh, yeah. the trio. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's a tight-knit group. No, exactly. We're friends. Family. We're, family. we're friends. We're family. Would we do that. And would we? No. Buffalo <laughs> Rose song, I Give You the Morning, hit number one in the Folk Alliance International Radio Chart. Number one cool. internationally, wow. and the song "Rabbit" ended uh, in January at number six, above Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Yeah, that wow. is crazy. Wow. And, they, those, and they won the Grammy for Album of the Year yeah. a few oh, years yeah. ago we're too. We're big fans of them as right. well. Oh my gosh, and Robert Plant, he was a part of a group. A what was the name of that group? Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh yes. What was the name of that again? I'm really pulling for them. I think they're going to blow up soon. Well, what's yeah, interesting is somebody like Robert Plant, who spent most of his career rock and roll, mm-hmm. has really found a passion and home in this genre, mm-hmm. which, I mean, he's really loving it, according to interviews I've seen him do with Alison Krauss. So mm-hmm. how would you describe, you know, the everything's so pop and techno and you know the you're, you're kind of going back into a time period when uh folk music was just really coming out of the 60s with tom paxton well i would say this is a really um, awesome time for acoustic music because i'm seeing as much throwback stuff as i am like forward thinking genre pushing music like mm-hmm. i mentioned the punch brothers before and um and and a whole bunch of other bands that are like trying to do something new with these instruments that are hundreds of years old. So I feel like, uh, and, and Tom Paxson actually thinks like that too. When we've talked to him about the state of music, he gets really excited about pushing boundaries. He's not stuck in the sixties. You know, he's, he's as excited as we are about doing something new with the genre. Are, are most, your, is most material yours? Original songs, most of it, or is it mixed? I, I am new to the band and have not yet written any songs. Okay. Um, but typically like lyrically it comes from Shane and Lucy. Okay. Obviously, with with Rabbit, this new EP, um, the two original songs were co-written with Shane, Lucy, and Tom, Tom Paxton, and then we did two covers of Tom's stuff. Okay. Um, but then, like instrumentally, we kind of all come together and and figure stuff out mm-hmm. as you know, Bang. as the song comes into being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just 
the pipeline. Very nice, like organic process. So you you mentioned that you're all really good friends. How did you get the band formed? Did did you all go to college together? What? It's it's funny. I mean, so I'm the only one in the band who's from Pittsburgh originally. I grew up in Wexford. Oh yeah, went to North the, Allegheny. North Allegheny. Yeah. So did I. Really? Yeah. yeah. Right after they got electricity. <gasps> <laughs> Go Tigers! Larry's a stagecoach. Used to pick him up. We're only <laughs> separated <laughs> from <laughs> a few semesters. But you, you, you told us you were born and traveled around the world before you even knew what was going on. I have photos of Larry, little, little, little cap, little furry cap, little Aww, hunting rifle. Yeah. Adorable. Yeah. Are you, you gonna take this, Larry? Yes. Okay, I just this. wanted to make sure. No, but my, my uh, do you really want to hear about Yeah, my... sure. <laughs> of course we do. That's what we're here for. You know for. what, Pittsburghers, okay, we want to know the roots. Where'd you come from? Okay, well, I came from, well, my, my mom is, you know, a, a brilliant, lady and got her MBA in France and like my parents were like living out in in Europe for a while and I was born in Italy and then we moved back to the what States. What part of Italy? Uh, Varese is the name of the town that I was born in. Um, Jimmy and I are known in Italy as uh, Giovanni and Lorenzo. Oh, so yes. if you ever run into us there. Oh, I'll make sure to, to keep it. Yeah. We like to hang, we hang down Florence. Yeah. <laughs> down Florence. We went shirt shopping in Florence. And yeah, it was pretty funny. It's like our, no, um, I'm, I'm the only one who's like, Guys, you, you know, kind of raised in Pittsburgh. Everyone else is from, um, you know, Jason and, and Mac are from like New York and Shane is from Virginia. Lucy's from Chicago. You're from Boston. Austin. Yeah. So Bryce, Rabido. Rabido. Yeah. The Where did, part of Boston. what brought you to Pittsburgh with all these guys? Um, I came here in, uh, 2011 to go to school at Duquesne University for okay. jazz guitar, actually. Um, and while I was there, I picked up the mandolin. I had always been into folk music and, and that kind of thing. And then once I graduated, the first thing I did was join a folk band and tour the country with them. So I kind of uh, had a clear direction. Once I, I love jazz, and I still play jazz all the time. Well, you're you're humble. That, that's a big-time program. That's not easy to get into that I, program. Yeah, I, I was very, very happy to study there. Actually, Margot also, you did too, Margo. also went to Duquesne. Very Duquesne. prestigious. Ah. Yeah, very prestigious. We're the only it two is. Duquesne it's members. I'm a, I'm a big investor there. I had two of my three kids went there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. Investor by proxy. <laughs> right, right. But a great school. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. It has a tremendous music uh, reputation mm-hmm. well outside Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Did you ever meet Handyman Negri, Joe Negri? I studied with Joe for two years. Wow. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Isn't One of the he? Greats. He's amazing. You know, he was yeah. on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, mm-hmm. so everyone in the country knew him as Handyman Negri. Yes. Yeah. But isn't he considered to be one of the great jazz, jazz guitarists mm-hmm. in the world? In the world. Absolutely. This is no small feat. I, I mean, he's in his late 80s early 90s now mm-hmm. i can't remember exactly but he's one of the happiest people i've ever met which to me studying mm-hmm. with him i was like this is confirmation that i should stay in music because if you can be mm-hmm. this happy at that age it, clearly music has Forever. some crazy power. when i was a kid i started performing my goal in life was to open for joe negri kennywood nice oh. didn't happen <laughs> But we could still make well, it. Well, you know, it's right. not too late. <laughs> yeah, no, but Joe, you're, you know what? You are right because he is, and I met him years ago when I was right out of college. Mm-hmm. He was working at uh, the local TV station, WTAE. Mm-hmm. And when I met him, I knew him as that guy on Mr. Rogers. Yeah. And he was so gracious, and you could tell it was natural. Mm-hmm. He was humble. And then I had no idea his level of musical talent beyond that. And every time I've seen him, 
he's just a happy person. I want to be like that. Yeah, he's, he's got an aura that's amazing. That was he that alone was worth hanging out with him. Yeah. He is. He brings it on the guitar. The song, yeah. Galleria, Moen, and really he's doing <laughs> yeah. something. And if Joe Negro, I'm listening to the music. I'm like, this is incredible. What is it? I keep following. Mm. And there he is. And there's a lot of people watch, but still, it was really cool. I mean, he's him, George Benson. Up, I know, I've seen George Benson. Oh, he's right. Yeah. He's right there. Two Pittsburgh you know, legends. Definitely. Two Pittsburgh legends. Yeah. Well, as you probably learned, uh, our Hill District, Wiley Avenue, was a hotbed of jazz. Totally, yeah. And so outside of maybe New Orleans, Chicago, New York, people knew Pittsburgh as a a jazz haven. This is the spot, definitely. Yeah, Billy Strayhorn and and Billy Eckstein. Eckstein, yeah, there's like a laundry list of amazing jazz musicians. And what about today? How how are you fitting into the Pittsburgh music scene? Well, uh, I mean, actually, we should shout out Con Alma, which is... We should. Look right at the camera for that one. Con Alma is an amazing, amazing spot uh, that we love to go to Mm. as jazz fans and as Pittsburgh musicians. It's, like, very open to all kinds of sort of musicians over there. In Shadyside and downtown. Yes. Yeah. Um, And that's one of our favorite spots. And I think in general, like, we, we try to... We try to foster relationships with with other Pittsburgh musicians because there's mm-hmm. so much amazing stuff going on. And the Honky Tonk is another another monthly event too, run by our friend John Binley, that like just cultivates this awesome musical atmosphere, like musical love for a certain style. We love that kind of thing, and we try to get involved as much as we can. Nice. Yeah. In the music business, the world has changed so much. Certainly since Jimmy and I started in radio, mm-hmm. uh, how acts are discovered. We see somebody like Billie Eilish who wrote music and performed with her brother on a computer in the in their bedroom and becomes this superstar. YouTube people, the singer that they got to replace Steve Perry for Journey, they discovered oh, yeah. doing karaoke on a YouTube video, who lived in the Philippines and was homeless at one point. I mean, how do you guys break through now, now that you're getting international attention? How do, how do you make money in that world anymore? I mean, a lot of it, I think, comes from touring. Um, it's just, you know, like, it, there's not a ton of money in streaming, obviously. Um, but, yeah, playing shows, mm-hmm. getting out there and actually, like, s- putting records in people's hands right. and selling physical copies. Yeah. They still buy those? I oh, mean, yeah. DVDs yeah. or it's CDs? Fun. Things like, I mean, vinyl is is hotter than it has been in 30 years which is pretty cool um yeah and it's like what 25 30 bucks for a vinyl right. we used to pay yeah. like what 4.99 tops <laughs> for them national <laughs> record yeah. yeah yeah sorry going back to the old <laughs> times again remember the stagecoach yeah. electricity right, right. came Larry was well, <laughs> called me there was a whole aura about national record mart was our local big time record store and you couldn't wait till the new releases would come out and and the artwork on the album was just as important as the music Mm -hmm. to get you interested in listening and then you take the album home and you get your friends over and you play and you hoped you didn't scratch it either because then you totally ruined it but the stones (laughs) win andy warhol great artists yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, we do miss that yeah and and i would say these the records are like still very much a, a niche sort of market, but Margaret's totally right that like I think touring and it's like kind of a holistic thing now. You got to play a lot of shows and you got to get numbers going on streaming and you got to sell vinyl. But all those things together, we're we're kind of finding it snowballs to make in a living. nice way. Hey, yeah. And Margo, you mentioned about streaming music. You really can't make much money off that unless you 
sell a lot or get millions a lot millions of not, millions. But yeah yeah so it's just like it's it's interesting to to figure out how to navigate this this world you know well, yeah i don't think it probably hasn't changed a lot uh, jim you're in a record business right now probably hasn't changed in a sense that bands i think forever made the money on the road i think the record companies mm -hmm. made a lot of the money until you sold a lot of records millions like mm -hmm. maybe your second deal or third deal right jim something like that so it's always the road where you have to do it, build your audience, and make the money. Yeah. So we, cool. we have another great connection I want to tell you about in just a second. We're with Buffalo Rose. We've got Bryce Rabideau and Margot Jerzik. Jezerk. Jezerk. I got it You're right close. the second yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, you know, 50%. And uh, we want to talk about an interesting thread that we have with Jimmy. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. Episode 24. Good God. Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, emanating from 23rd and Vine here on East Carson Street in the south side of Pittsburgh. Excited to be talking to two members of Buffalo Rose who have drawn national and international attention. They are headed to Austin, Texas, for the uh, South by Southwest Music Festival, and it's a pretty big deal. And we have with us Margot Jezer and Bryce Rabideau. Uh, guys, what is the festival in terms of its importance in the world you're living in in music? I mean, I've heard of it. I've never been there, but how big a deal is it? Uh, I haven't been there either. Have you? I haven't been, to been there South either. Pines? I've never so, been to any music festival. I'm very excited. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I, we're very eager to kind of figure out what's up. Um, I mean, it's it's one of the biggest trade shows in the world, um, and I think I've heard I've heard success stories from other friends of ours, bands uh, that are friends who say that you know there's people there uh, who work at labels and you know um, radio stations and all that who who are just at shows and like sort of sussing out the the talent around and we've we've played uh about two years ago at the international folk alliance conference which was kind of similar it was like a trade music spot mm -hmm. um and that was kind of a from what i understand a similar vibe of like it's not you're not there for fans you're there for industry folks and as as well as people who just want to see music and experience art i just did that uh san luis obispo uh, comedy festival same mm -hmm. thing you get oh, a lot okay. of industry people i made a lot of connections and Man, that's what you're going for. So it's kind of cool. And it, this is one of the biggest ones in the, in the world. Certainly, yeah. So that's huge. You guys got in there. Now, the way I got in, you, you send the tape and all that. Is that what you guys are doing? Or is it word of mouth? Or? You know, I'm not, even I'm not even sure how we got selected. We have a, a lovely, wonderful agent who we love very much. Um, and good job. You, yeah, for She's real. Amazing. She's amazing. She? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that she probably just, you know, kept putting feelers out. and. Uh -huh somebody decided they they wanted us yeah. so. so this could be even a bigger breakthrough for Absolutely, you yeah. yeah i mean that would be that'd be great otherwise i would assume you wouldn't be driving in your ford band named jeffrey all the way to austin texas <laughs> if it wasn't a pray for us an opportunity are you all in the same van we yeah. are in the same van. I'll, i will say we've made stupider uh three day long trips before this is not the first time we've done this and this one's very worthwhile very worth and it. why jeffrey why, what's say, behind the name yeah jim and i want to know so it's actually a nice story, it's very nice story. i would say our, our our dober player max father passed away um about four years ago now and um with that mac had a little bit of money and he said the only thing my dad ever wanted was this band to to be spread around the world so 
with that we kind of passed the mo- turned the money into a van and how cool gave, is that gave named it, it after name. Jeffrey yeah Aww, I love wow. that story that is so cool we hold that in our hearts yeah nice. and so here's the connection in Pittsburgh for for Jimmy and I is Jimmy tells me about this great vocal teacher named Beth Clausen mm-hmm. who he's been working with and I said during the pandemic I said I want to do something that I always wanted to do, but have never done, so that when we come through the other side, I'll have this new skill. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to say I'm still working on it, <laughs> but I signed up with Beth because of Jimmy. Jimmy's performed some live. It's, and it's relaxing. It's, it's, I was saying, Jimmy seems so relaxed. And I, I said, it's like therapy or something like that. I said, you know, I said, get out of your world and singing is just kind of different from comedy. I love comedy, obviously, but this is just different. So it's a more, you know, a little bit scary to do it live for me. Performing. And so Beth says, you've got to interview Buffalo Rose. Yeah. So that's how we reached out. And then coincidentally, Scott Mervis of the Post-Gazette put this great piece about you guys in the entertainment section of the newspaper recently. And I'm like, this is, this is all meant to be. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? Now, you know Beth, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can now say i think it's i'm it's in the double digits the number of friends i have that study with beth and they're all <laughs> phenomenal singers so clearly she's got something going on here she's the best. and uh yeah and, and a while back i took a few lessons with her and she blew my mind back then and mm-hmm. she's great yeah did you ever hear a tiny tim oh yeah yes okay so beth <laughs> has this i'm gonna yeah. need to yeah no. where is this going all right <laughs> well i was i was in that's it larry I'm going to expose my inability to sing here in just a second. We're going to do a porch concert. Yes. All right. But but there's a backstory. I'm so ready. Margo. So I'm a young guy in my 20s, and they say Tiny Tim is coming to perform in Monroeville. There was a performance place called the Holiday House. So I waited. At the time, I was at WTAE, where they have the television station on the Parkway East. There were two radio stations with it, and I worked in the radio. I waited outside for him because they said he'll be arriving, and I wanted to greet him. Well, a yellow cab pulls up, and Tiny Tim gets out carrying a giant eagle shopping bag, a paper shopping bag. Describe what he looks like. Oh, my God. He's got, well, the long hair, and he's, you know, his hair is not, clearly hasn't washed it for a while, and it's all over the place. And uh, at the time, I think he was pushing 60. Yeah. So he gets out, and I said, Mr. Tim, I said, Mr. Tiny, Mr. Tim. and he I wasn't so tiny. Yeah, my either. girls call me tiny. My friends call me tiny. tiny. Please, it's Mr. Just... Tim was my father's name. Yes, that's right. So, no, he says, relax. Kid. I go, my name's Larry, and uh, I'm supposed to greet you here. And he goes, Oh yes, you're Mr. Richard. And I go, No, just call me Larry. Yes, Mr. Richard. Wow. And Classic. so we went into the studio one on one, and I'm having an out of body experience because. This oh, is yeah. Tiny Tim, right? And so we start talking about a number of things. And I asked him about being on Johnny Carson. It's still the single highest rated episode through Johnny Carson huh. on The Tonight it's Show tiny. when he married Miss Vicky. 
live on the show. <laughs> wow. Yes. And he goes, <laughs> I can't mention her name. If I do, I'll get sued. Oh, it didn't end up good. Oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I didn't know that. Then he started telling me about his south. sex life. I'm not. He's talking about his sex life. Oh, Jimmy. I want to see uh, the tape this of this. Is a, this oh is a God. real skit. Forget Frost. Richard I do not want to hear about Tiny Tim's sex life. Come on. I mean, why is he called Tiny Tim anyway? That's what I want to know. I think no, no. I think it's just the. I think it's the opposite. Ah, Jimmy. I think wow. it's the opposite. No way. I'm morbidly curious now. Wait, now yeah. wait. Call me ten. So, I said, okay, I won't bring it up again, Miss Vicky. And he goes, thank you. Wow. He goes, I found the most incredible woman. Oh, good. And Bounce she back. calls me her Sultan. We Sultan. live in two different Sultan. apartments in New York, and she comes to every night to the door, and she says. Tiny, is there something I can do for you tonight? And I either say yes and invite her in or say no, and she goes off on her own to her own place. And I'm like, this is the perfect marriage. Oh, my but, God. So we get to talking about the music. So I go, I know Tiptoe Through the Tulips is your most famous song, but you have a whole other group of songs. Where do you get these songs? Because he has one, what do you get, get a nudist for a birthday is one. And then... Yeah. The other one was Amazing. Uh, Amazing. about divorce. Mm. And he says, well, Larry, <laughs> I go to the publishing house in New York yeah. and I look for songs <laughs> that have been written but never recorded. And I oh, thought about it and wow. I thought, there's got to be a lot of songs that were written right, but right. nobody ever did anything yeah. with them. Yep. And he goes, for example, <laughs> and he reaches down in his giant eagle shopping bag mm -hmm. and pulls out his ukulele. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. He went into it. He did. That's, That's a serenade. That but he keeps pro. his ukulele in a giant, in a giant eagle, eagle shopping bag. bag. Yeah. That's the whole point. Well, a little class there. Classy. Wow. There was no other luggage, nothing. Just a, <laughs> a ukulele in a, a giant, giant eagle shopping, shopping bag. bag. <laughs> so here's Tiny Amazing. Tim, and he starts singing. And I'm thinking, this is gold. It is. Because yeah. I have this reel-to-reel -reel tape. <laughs> I want to hear it. Tiptoe through the tulips. You know, he does a little bit of that and he goes, I'll give you a song about this. What do you give a nudist for her birthday? What kind of birthday present can you buy? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you, by the way, nail it. And then, that's yeah, great. then he goes, and I, I found one about divorce. Do you want to hear it? And I'm oh, like, all right. you're killing it, Tiny. So he said, <laughs> When we get our divorce from the district court, what a happy young pair we will be. <laughs> you will go your way and I will go mine in our interlocutory decree. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. I, he, well, oh. Miss Vicky made out in that divorce. Tim ended up with a shopping bag. <laughs> that, that ukulele. It's all he wanted. This is, it's good to know we're only going to be the second best interview you've ever done. I was going to say, <laughs> can you uh, I don't have a John Eagle shopping bag <laughs> with anything in it. I don't have a John Eagle shopping what bag. Yeah. About Tiny Tim. He probably had like this incredible house, house in Malibu and stuff, man. Oh, he, he was making some coins like, back then. Like yeah. Alice Cooper's he's like a golfer, you know. Yeah, he's, he's like, like a, just a, a, gets, He probably right. talked like this too when he gets home. Oh, my God, boy. <laughs> I can't <laughs> take it hey, anymore. Hey, Tiny, how'd they take that hey, today? Larry Richard. Larry Richard was a good man. Just, <laughs> you know what I, I did? I, I, I kept calling him Mr. Richard even though he was 20 years old. It made me laugh. That's very funny. Actually, Jim Petolsky, our engineer, uh, Jim, you would know about Beth Clausen's ukulele. <laughs> we're, 
I'm going to do a medley of Tiny's hits for the Porch concert yes, in, in May. May. Oh you guys are invited. We'll be announcing the we'll, date. Yeah, soon. Oh, I'm going to we'll be there. Be there. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, you got to be there. Where is this? This is in, in Morningside. Okay. okay. Beth tour. has, oh, yeah. right on the front of her porch, they mm-hmm. gather the neighbors, and she does these shows. That's Jimmy, so you've cool. done several. I've done several. <laughs> yeah, I've been fortunate. It's fun to... The uh, neighborhood brings the chairs and yeah. the whole deal. And, well, know, maybe Shane will be involved in that. Yeah, maybe Shane It sounds like we'll be there either way. Right. I want to see the Tiny Tim. Well, she's uh, she's a big fan of uh, Buffalo Rose mm-hmm. with Margot and Bryce. And I got one more hook for you. You can mm-hmm. just hang on for a second. We're so thrilled to have you, Buffalo Rose, heading to, uh, what do they call it, the South by Southwest Music Festival in Austin, Texas. Jimmy, what music festival are we going to? Hey, let's go to that one. Austin's a great city. I love that. Never so been? Oh, no. A great music city. Always. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 24. It's Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 24. Thrilled to be at 23rd and buying again, East Carson Street. We appreciate uh, Bob Bazzelli, Luke Caputo, always letting us hang out in his wine cellar. By the way, if you haven't been, it's a great little slice of Pittsburgh, and you're welcome anytime. Jim, we got to do a set here. Have you done one yet? I'm going to work on Yeah, Bob and I and Lou were talking about doing some comedy tonight. It's a wonderful room because I do Steamworks and uh, Gibson. It's got about the same size. You know, we're setting it up. We're definitely going to do next New Year's Eve. We're trying to do this New Year's Eve. We're out of time, but. We're going to get I don't think we should it, wait till the end of the year for one. Well, and even out, outside, you, when people at the gods, it's beautiful. It's like an Italian courtyard. I'm not kidding. Mm-hmm. With the lights mm-hmm. and all the, and mm-hmm. when it's summer and spring, and we're going to do uh, uh, singing. Uh, I'm going to have a guitar. Oh, you should you I'm should go around table by table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really, well, and entertain the crowd all all through 23rd and Vine. And uh, Sheila, you know? my and I'll open the show well, for you. You're a dancer. I'll work. Do you sing too? <laughs> yeah, she, she like a sing. She I did. used to. You're sing. a tapist. I used to sing she, and then yes. a dance too, but that was well, yeah, back we, in my head. Well, let's yeah. discuss. I, I well, I'd have to go see your voice teacher again. Yes, we, we can hook that. you up with Beth. <laughs> <laughs> We're, talking about that. We're with uh, two members of Buffalo Rose. They're on their way to this gigantic, and uh, Jim Potolsky, our producer, our engineer here, says that it's the biggest music festival now in Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. And I know uh, Margo and Bryce, you guys are very excited about taking this trip. I hope we've teed it up, you know, that anything can happen now with your careers. Yes, we're we are certainly excited. We're so excited. We're, I mean, we're just using this week to like prepare, get all of our, our ducks in a row, um, and you know, get everything we need to, to hit the road. Do you have day jobs or is, are you Buffalo Rose full time now? I mean, I'm yeah. We have day jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a barista, you know. A barista? Mm-hmm. Where's your barista in this? Oh, just at Starbucks. No. Don't That's say so not just. just. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I proudly a Starbucks their partner somewhere. Yeah, being a waitress, Jim? a barista. Uh, macchiato, yeah, caramel yeah. macchiato. Oh, caramel macchiato, classic. Very popular. I'm drink. a tall pikes with room. I'm, oh, nice. Okay. I'm a skinny cinnamon dolce latte. <gasps> Oh, cinnamon ah, dolce is the best. It is. Cinnamon dolce is the best. Shout out to cinnamon. I'm out of my depth here. I drink tea. This is all beyond me. We're a big coffee city. I do the pink drink. Bryce, we're a huge coffee city. Gotcha. What are you doing in when you're not on stage? You're performing. Yeah, I'm a music teacher. I work at Kathy's Music in Mount Lebanon, and I also work for a company called Code Joy, where I do music for them. They're an educational company. They make educational content about programming for children. Do you think you could teach Jimmy 
to play the guitar. Wow, I, a few chords. It sounds like a tall order, it but I am I am into it. I think I can do it, Jimmy. Hit me up. I got to ask you. He's a good teacher. Not that you're unteachable, Jim. I'm like the guitar on the waist and the slide. I believe it, man. Yeah. Are you on the dobro? I'm a dobro player. Oh, dobro player. excellent. That's more natural. Yeah, love a dobro player. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever there tried you to play piano? That's a hard instrument to oh, learn. God. I teach oh, piano yeah. as well, actually. I've had these yeah. When I was a voice major, I had to try to learn piano, and I dropped yeah. out of the class. I said, I can't, I can't do it. Hard. I can only do one finger. I'm real good at so, one finger. Yeah. I, I have these crushing childhood memories in the music world. First of all, <laughs> crushing. I went to a Catholic grade school, oh, me too. and the nuns with the, you know, the, the black yeah. habit yeah. and the white cardboard Square. Uh, wrapping uh, you with the ruler. Oh, oh and uh, <laughs> so one, I can't remember if it was third grade or whatever, but the nun grabbed my hand and she said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Your hand, you'll never be able to play the uh, violin. Oh, I'm like, well, maybe I didn't want to play the violin, but well, maybe I Maybe I did. <laughs> then I was at chorus preparing for the big Christmas show. We're going to do this for the pastor, you know, right, right. and all the staff before the parents were allowed to come. So it was a dress rehearsal. And I'm in the chorus, and a nun came over to me and said, just mouth the words. <gasps> to me only, I cried. So that's two. <laughs> My heart is breaking. No, don't, no, no. I went to, I went to, I went to Catholic school, St. Wenceslas on the north side. It was like Shawshank Redemption. That's nothing. <laughs> I feel like Catholic school got a little bit better by the time I was Tell them who yeah. your fifth grade <laughs> nun was. Slightly better. Sister Mary Stallone. Sister Mary Stallone. Uh, Stallone. Sister Karen Brink was my the the principal of my Catholic school. Who was yours? Sister Karen Brink. Ooh, nice name. I mean, I'm sure at some point. (laughs) She was very official. But anyway, that was so the extent of. And then I went and took piano lessons. And cried twice. Support. And did they tell no, you three times. you shouldn't be playing piano too? Here's the third time. I'm trying <laughs> I to learn. I scars when my ruler hits. <laughs> I'm trying to learn how to play the piano, and my music teacher quit. Wow. Because, because of you? Of you? Oh I assume. Wait, was this in school again? No, this was outside of school. <laughs> I so I, I cried. So wow. I've harbored. You were crying at 32? <laughs> All this old? Uh, no, that was last week. Oh, see, I knew it. Yeah, it's emotional, man. I'm yeah, so I buried all this. I, I tamped it down. you got to bury uh, that. And then, it and and then I met out. Beth Claus. And now Beth is helping you work and through she it. And she's still yeah. working through, it's gonna come you know, up. because you've got to have, I mean, to some degree, anybody can sing. Now, there's yeah. not the level of a professional talent like you are as musicians and singers. But, yeah. and Jim knows this. But there's a confidence that you have to have to really push through. And even at this time, after all that, she's still working me through that. So that's why I half joke. I did a couple performances. You're great, actually. Larry's uh, talented. He's humble. Yeah. But I, I would disagree with you that everybody can sing. It's not everybody can sing on key. Well, that's so, true. Good point. Yeah. That's true. And then... Who's going to buy your records if you don't? Unless yeah. you're Tiny right, Tim. Right. Well, Unless you're Tiny Tim. Tim. Rock Who stars is rock. a good friend of mine. <laughs> he had he has confidence. I think that's what... Yeah. I mean, yes. Tim shows, shows you how much confidence can do for and anybody. You, you know what? Swagger, swagger, man. Mm-hmm. Late in mm-hmm. his life, before he passed, he was on... He would become a frequent flyer on the Howard Stern show. Mm-hmm. And you know, Howard's going to crush anybody right, who's... Yeah. But he ended up liking the Tim guy. He, he brought him on the show first, really, to make fun of him. He brought mm-hmm. the heat. Yeah. But then... He kind of felt something to tiny. Now, there's some uh, genuine, this is legit here. He's mm-hmm. not, this isn't an act. This is who this man is. Right. Yeah. And, and they ended up being friends. I believe so it. I'm hoping totally. through Beth Clawson, I'll be able to come out 
of my singing closet. Don't tell me uh-huh. Tiny Tim made you cry, too. <laughs> Tim, got, Tim got back from Stern going, Stern was really good. He wasn't good as Larry. I'm telling you, that's what that guy taught. I made Larry cry. You cried Larry tiny cry. tears. Twice. Tiny little tears. <laughs> I pulled I pull the old uh, ukulele out of bag thing. I got a $20 million home in Malibu. They don't know that. Speaking of Tiny Tim and all the, the musicians but but from in the mistaken. 60s, 70s, it's interesting to me that young people today seem to know the music from back then. I mean, I think about when I was growing up in the <coughs> 90s. Uh, <coughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> didn't really know about musicians in the, the 50s and 60s. Not much, anyway. And, yeah. and uh, it just seems to be a whole retro thing going on. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we're, we're all music nerds. That certainly helps in the band. We love talking about music history, and we know that we're, on, we're at the end of this long line the current end we won't be the end forever but uh right now just of like this incredible lineage of innovative musicians so it's cool to know where that stuff came if you're looking at like instrumental music as well like a lot of the music that's coming out right now um in like the pop scene is like so vocal heavy and like so you know like synth heavy and like you know maybe like a drum machine but if you're really looking for like an acoustic guitar or an upright bass or a mandolin or a dobro like you have to kind of often seek that out in the past mm-hmm. and so we're kind of it's, it's fun to to go back and and listen to that stuff that's if that's what you're looking for and, and introduce the people the you know, young yeah. people today and bring it mm-hmm. yeah bring it into the now and i think again based on the fact that the gaslight in greenwich village back in the day was the spot where a lot of this music generated and you're connected directly mm-hmm. with uh paul stuckey and tom paxton and mm-hmm. peter paul and mary's people and, and we know the guy that wrote the screenplay. Here's what I think we're going to ask you to do in the future. Please. I think Buffalo Rose should be part of the movie. Oh. They could perform. Yes. They would be yes. perfect. Yeah, you guys could. Yes. Have you, speaking of movies, have you ever seen the mockumentary in Mighty Wind? No. No, I've heard oh about it. Oh, my gosh. What is it? I'm so Margo. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me. Margo, you're going to be in, the, in in Jeffrey, the long drive in the Ford van. you got to get download The Mighty Wind. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, have it's you seen, it? have you seen <laughs> Best in Show? It's like, uh, I'm afraid to say it. Yeah, yeah, just, like, I know, I know. What's wrong with you? Like, that yeah, I've totally, I've totally Larry, seen it. I've for sure seen it. Waiting for is my favorite I haven't seen I it either, Sheila. It's okay. It's the same. Okay, Schitt's Creek. You know Schitt's Creek. I love that show. Yeah, right. it well, it's Levy that same. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara's in it. And it's about this folk band. And it's about them traveling in competition but it's not a real documentary, but it's shot like it is. Love and that. it is freaking hilarious. Very funny. <laughs> you guys, I'm telling you, Margo. You'll love it. Please. This okay. is an assignment. And what's it called Watch again? Watch this. Mighty Wind. Get the Mighty, Mighty Wind. Wind and get Waiting for Guffman. <laughs> okay. For and then Best well, in Show. It's funny. Uh-huh. And then, Bryce, you got to see it, too. Yeah, it sounds like you required viewing for us. Because you guys, yeah. you'll get the jokes more than anybody. We yeah, just covered yeah. six Maybe. hours of the trip for you. Right yeah. Now. Well, Thank mean, you, guys. Yeah. And, uh, but I'll tell you what. We will meet again, and I expect you to say, Larry, you were right. The Mighty Wind was amazing. I'll do my yes. homework. And, and I expect you to make Larry cry next time you're right, Larry? Okay. We we'll sing a, we'll sing a beautiful song. We'll and have a giant eagle bag. Have a giant eagle bag. Yeah. But, but isn't music <laughs> all about bringing out emotions? Oh, yeah. Oh, no matter what they are. That is That's absolutely like the goal, yeah. Totally what we're yes. about. Right. I know. I, I almost feel like we've talked a lot about the, the, uh, 
the industry significance of South by, but we're just excited to go see some music too right. and like yeah. experience things with other people. That feels like it hasn't happened oh. in Feel too long. Things, you know? Look at people. Yes. That's Dance, a connection. Sing. You know, oh. I just saw recently uh, journey and Toto and that was uh, wow. at PPG paints. It was huge crowd. And Steve Luke, Lukather, who's their famous guitarist for Toto came out and said to the audience, I just want you guys to know this is our first live performance in 2.4 months. <laughs> and the audience went crazy because we're all feeling it too. Sure. And we knew they actually wanted to be there and were excited to have us there. So it really created a great vibe. That's and you, you're going to feel everything. that at these shows. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. That's, the, that's why we do it. Like you said before, we're clearly not in it for the money. <laughs> if we would, we'd be accountants. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is why we do it, yeah. Buffalo Rose. So how do we get your four song ep it's all on streaming services spotify apple music uh, all the the good stuff um if you want more than that you can go to our patreon which is a, a monthly subscriber service where we put a lot of behind the scenes stuff a lot of tom paxton material gets gets shuffled onto there and uh, that's where you can find us that's great we're gonna have to have you guys back when you return and let us know how the trip went that, that's awesome. if you'll still talk to us because you're gonna be Oh, we'll talk to you. You're gonna really yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah. They're, they're gonna <laughs> make us cry, I think, again. Well, you. Oh, don't away. make me cry again. <laughs> I feel like this story made me cry a little bit. I feel like I've been It'll through therapy. Up. I got choked up. Dude. Thank you guys for letting me emote, and oh, I'm yeah. sure the late Tiny Tim appreciates <laughs> that too, Mr. Richard. Mr. Tim. Margo, Jezert. Nailed it. And Bryce Rabido. That's it. All right, <laughs> from Buffalo Rose. All the best. Thank you. Thank you so travels much. And, a blast. Uh, we'll have you back. Thank you. And uh, we're going to do something really special in our next episode. What the hell are we doing? Not sure. Yeah, we'll figure it something out. Something really <laughs> special. <laughs> really special. I want to thank our producer, Dick Roberts. I want to thank Jim Potolsky, who's done a great job for us. He's our audio engineer, but he's so much more than that. Let's hear it for Marcello. Huh? Marcello. Marcello. Yeah, Marcello. Hey. Buonasera. And uh, Bobby Bazzelli, Louis Caputo here at 23rd and Vine on East Carson Street in the south side. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crin, Sheila Highland, episode 24. That's a wrap.